0: Access All Areas, episode 11, uh, the deep dive into all things in excess about getting this band into the Hall of Fame and educating all listeners, passive and uh, aggressive and intent that this band should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, B, fan engagement. Fan
1: engagement. Aggressive. What are you talking about, aggressive?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, we've got to to be aggressive. We've got to make sure this band gets there. We can't do it passively only. We need passive and aggressive.
1: We're very passionate, I think. We had some real passionate passionate fans on, though. I can't wait for everyone to hear this.
0: Well, there is a, 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 well, I say a famous lyric, we'll call it Let the People Speak, and that's a bit of our theme today, B. We've invited all and sundry from around the world Mm -hmm. for our first international Zoom hookup call with uh, a couple of uh, what we might call uh, VIP, very important people, fans. Uh, Do you want to let the listeners know who we've invited on today?
1: Yes, we have Carrie-Anne from the Netherlands, We have Pedro from Portugal, Simana from Auckland, New New Zealand. We have Lisa Calloway and, and Lisa McIntosh from the USA. We have Kath from the UK and Jim from Melbourne.
0: Fantastic. Well, essentially, this is, uh, I guess, uh, an interaction from some people who really just helped. Uh, I think give us a bit of confidence. B to put this stuff out every week, and they've been great on, um, you know, sharing this podcast amongst their friends network. They've been great contributors mm. uh, to the, to, to, I guess the uh, platforms that we're on, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it's been, I guess, something we've been looking. F- board uh, to putting together and uh, through the powers of technology and Zoom, um, I think it's going to be something exciting to, to get involved with today.
1: Yes, great to meet them. Can't wait to meet them.
0: All right. Well, as we said, it's 29 years since Wembley. Uh, I guess that fantastic INXS concert that uh, has been sort of memorialised again through the new uh, updated version with all the technological advance about Wembley. And uh, we do think there is maybe a guest who was actually at Wembley who's going to be on this call. So we're very excited to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Additionally, Today, we'd like to hear about the songs and albums and experiences and tours that, I guess, uh, make in excess of relevance to all of these members uh, in 2020. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess it's something that uh, will hopefully be the first of uh, of many of these engagements and Can run these type of uh, interactions for people who uh, are really supporting us and also supporting the band importantly.
1: Yes, it's good to actually give back. Actually, to get to get that support from everybody and um, get them online to have their say as well. Can't wait.
0: A bit different. We won't have all the usual segments. We, uh, as I said, it's let the people speak today. It's over to our guests a little bit uh, with some involvement with us. Uh, So listeners enjoy. So maybe just introduce yourself, the place you're from, and maybe you know what's in excess to you. You know, you know, uh, you know what's what's a song or a reason why you follow the band. And maybe we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with Lisa Mac EP- Mac. Mack, there you go. Oh,
2: hi everybody, mm-hmm. and thanks Hayden and B for an amazing podcast. It's so great to finally meet you and all the other fans. Um, yeah, I'm from Brisbane. <laughs> originally from sydney that's where i discovered in excess um yeah i've just been an all-time fan since well early 90s really 89 90 and onward um i had the good pleasure of meeting michael and the band so that was exciting so uh, every day is a good day as long as i know that in excess music
0: exists (laughs) Where you based, Lisa? A okay, uh, cool. little bit
2: outside of Brisbane, a little place called Manly.
3: Yeah. All right. We'll go to Pedro. Well, hello. I am Pedro Queiroz from Portugal. I live in Porto or Oporto. You can say it yeah, either way. In English, is Oporto. So I've been a, an InXS fan for almost thirty years, and still going strong. I. What can I say about my my fandom? that I'm a bit obsessive uh, as a collector, and uh, I like everything in excess ever since I started listening to them. I can't seem to get enough of their songs. And if someone says, how come you listen to the same songs uh, over and over? And uh, I, I, all I can say is that they sound uh, the same to me as they sounded the first time I listened, and sometimes even better. So that's all I can say. And uh, thank you, Hayden and B, because the job you are making it's amazing. I have told you this enough. I uh, uh, hope I'm not sounding like I, I am. It, it, it's it's a true. It's, it's really well done. And I, I really love to listen to you every week. Fantastic. Oh, thank, thank you. It's a pleasure much. to be here today. Fantastic. Thank, thank you for you. having me. All right.
0: Uh, we'll go to uh, Jim in Melbourne. Thanks, Hayden. I, um, my name is
4: Jim. I'm based in Melbourne. Um, I have been in i had an interesting journey, I guess, with In Excess, in that I first got introduced to In Excess back as a child watching um, Simon Townsend's Wonderworld and I saw the song Simple Simon, but obviously it didn't not mean more than that at the time. I was I remember I remember being a kid fighting with my sister because <laughs> we'd come back after school watching black and white TV and but she would watch Young Talent Time on the weekends. But anyway, I, I won that day when I watched it and, I, you know, <laughs> this is a new band. I didn't quite get into any excess to like, um, my favourite band was when um, Listen Like Thieves came out um, uh, and then, you know, like everybody else, I, I call it, everyone got, everyone got into Kick Excess and it's that <laughs> kick era where it was massive. Um, I can't say that I collect stuff. I had before, but I don't as much now. But I, I find um, the, the music is, gives me a lot of joy. Um, and it's very easy, like many of us, as you can see, the big picture behind We It can be all Mike, Michael-centric, as you say, Hayden. I think Very well said. But it's a lot more to it. I think, you know, there's no way, as much as he's a great front man, it's, it's a collective band. It's amazing. I've had the blessing of meeting Kirk a few times. That's why he said on my, my um, Facebook, not through any musical thing, actually through the health and wellness industry because I'm a chiropractor. So oh, I've had a chance to meet him several cool. times and, and speak to his wife too. So um, I've connected with her. And you know, um, my favorite music really, I love the old stuff. I actually love the first album. I know it's not everyone's favorite, but because to me it says all about their rawness as, as, a, as a band. And I think, Michael in that elegantly wasted um, album, you saw that same rawness come back. You know, is an in, in, the music was incredible. And if you, if you, again, when you look at their music, it's so different everywhere. It's not the same, mm. Mm. and it's uh, always evolving. And, and I think it's a key a- aspect to mm. certainly share the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And um, like what Pedro said, and, and what the rest have said, I think what you guys are doing is is absolutely amazing, and I feel truly blessed to be part of it.
1: Oh, thank you. I actually want to say something about that. So, so it's something that the guys were having a little argument about the (laughs) elegantly wasted, but for me, I suppose it, it, it's, it was a personal thing. And like you saying about the first album was quite personal for you because that's where you became, you know, um, Simon Townsend. It was, it means more to you than just the music. It speaks to you and it, that's where elegant like, relate really wasted speaks to me. So I I'm, I'm with you there.
0: So did you, did you sort of connect with our review Jim, on the first album when we did it?
4: Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I'm just wrapped because there's nothing out there Hayden. No. No one's ever done reviews on <laughs> these albums. There's a few little bits and bobs in articles. So yes. the fact that you put it out nice. there, like most people wouldn't know the music, right? No, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, of the first album, but that first album, as much as even they, that Michael and the band didn't enjoy it, it's actually been, you, you don't realise that's what they played. Yeah. yeah. It was all crazy. It was, I know it was ska music and post-punk, but it was like they were just energetic. And that was yeah. still there in 1997 mm-hmm. when Michael was there. So that it, they undermined, it wasn't that kind of shaboo shabba, listen like thieves, kick in excess, right? Mm. Which was that funky whatever, but it was their energy was mm-hmm. there. It's it. It
0: was a time it ca- every album's a bit of a time capsule for the period, and that was a very distinct period.
4: Yeah, yeah, but the energy was yeah. there. Sure, it was
0: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, um, Lisa Urban, who's uh, what time is it in Wisconsin?
5: Oh, uh, looking at my clock, it's 2.51 a.m.
0: <laughs> it's you- been a long day
5: for oh, me. How are you, girls? But-
0: and you're you're, you're <laughs> yeah, welcome to drink really as much coffee day. as you can. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I have been. I've been up since nine, uh, no, actually, eight o'clock yesterday morning. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, it's in work 10-hour day. But anyways, so formally introducing myself, I am Lisa Urban. I am currently living in Exonia, Wisconsin, uh, which is a little farm town. But I was born and raised in Milwaukee, which is our big little city in the state. Uh, right. So right now I'm living halfway between Madison, the, the capital, and of course Milwaukee. Um, as far as what in excess means to me, actually... Um, Mediate was the song that kind of drew me to the band um, just that whole kind of social consciousness to it yeah. the lyrics just kind of drew me in and the video just the simplisticness, the simplicity of the the video that whole yep. thing it just That's drew me in hmm. yeah it just blew me away I you know just you so know, watching when, it MTV, when was the first
1: time you heard it
5: um, back actually in 19, yeah, when it first came out in 1987, 88, whenever it was, I'm really bad with, you know, period times, um, on MTV and, you know, back kind of in the whole, like, kind of nightclub, dance club settings. Okay. So, yeah and yeah, I remember actually sitting, you know, in the dance clubs, actually, <laughs> in a bar called Red Carpet Celebrity Lanes, you know, kind of a little. But my husband used to be, or actually boyfriend, fiance at the time, used to be a um, DJ and he used to play, you know, songs like that. And, you know, the video would pop up and I would literally just sit there mesmerized just watching that. I hope you married him. You did. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I did. Um, after playing it so many, he's not as much of an in fan as I am, but yeah (laughs) but yeah that's what drew me in to uh to that and sadly i never did get a chance to see them play live so Mm. because i was too poor back in the day and then when we got married and had our kids and stuff i kind of got pulled out of the whole music scene so actually only in the last three to five years did i reconnect with the bands so so
1: well hopefully you're going to see them at the rock hall of fame in a couple of that's, years
5: that's yeah that's and that's you know after reading up and and listen you know listening to the back catalog and and um learning more about michael and the band and, and just the whole history of them that's what kind of drew me to wanting to get them inducted and that's what got me to start nice. the whole campaign yeah. So yeah, that's what kind of did it to me was just my whole journey back into their history and their catalog in the last three to five years is what kind of got me to do it. Because just learning all about them again, I was like, wow, I forgot what a great band they were. And now I'm so glad that I did get reconnected.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
5: Well, thank you
1: for getting the petition together as well.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I I just, Mm -hmm. you know, just think they deserve it. They just...
0: How far from Cle- was- How far from Cleveland are you?
5: Oh, nine, ten hours away. Okay, <laughs> oh, just a, just a day I'd trip. A <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'd see there that, or I'd fly. <laughs> I'd wear a mask to fly there. <laughs> Fantastic. All
0: right, uh, Lisa Calloway. Uh, we'll get you to introduce yourself Hello. properly now. Yeah.
6: Hi. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. I feel really um, special. <laughs> um, I got into NXS, um way back when, uh, in the early days, I grew up in Los Angeles, um, in California. And when they came out, I heard them on MTV first, the one thing, the video, um, and oh. was completely head over heels in love, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and couldn't, I was just, I, I couldn't imagine ever seeing them in person. And when I got to see them for the first time, it was in 1983, I believe, Um, or even er earlier, I think 83. It was at a theme park called Magic Mountain. And um, the video is on YouTube. Some people can find it, some people can't, but it is the most, I mean, it reminds me of them, I guess, the, the way you picture them when they first started. You know, all that energy. Um, Michael's got a cropped T-shirt on in it, and um, he's all over the place. And we're right there. I mean, mm-hmm. so close, you could just grab. There's no paparazzi in those days, right? So you don't, you know, ab- after the, in the club scene then, um, you could just go. And I would meet, let's say, Billy Idol, have a drink with them, sit down. Nobody would bother you. So if you were in a position to where the band would invite you, hey, you want to go hang out or whatever? You could go, you know, and it didn't happen Mm -hmm. for me with excess. I wish. (laughs) Other bands I did get to meet, you know, outside in their hotels and parties (laughs) and stuff. But um, the music just stuck with me, you know. There's so many bands from the 80s that I really loved, like Duran Duran, Depeche Mode, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just David Bowie is – basically the first person they really bought the first album. So that started me off towards that glam. Then the punk rock scene in L.A. was just amazing. You know, um, I went through that stage. And then when the Depeche Mode, Durendra, and NXS phase came through, that was just, that was me, you know. And I just loved it. Mm -hmm. And everybody around Mm me, you know, just... Listen along, you know. I always had tape player in my car <laughs> back in the day, and um, Shabu Shabah was basically the, my favorite. It still today is my favorite, but I, I change my mind sometimes, mm. you know. It just depends. I listen, I have so many different CDs that I listen to, and mm. that I well, usually I watch things on my phone, and um, it's just amazing. I wasn't really into Facebook, but. The people that I've met through like this group it's so cool to talk to other people that have been through basically the same experiences but in different areas different mm. countries you know and um, I just I love it I look forward to it every week and I was <laughs> listening to another podcast in London it was my very first one became very good friends with the person that was doing it, and he would always play in excess for me, also, or you know whatever I you know suggested. But this is something that's just dedicated to them. So What's that the I podcast? really appreciate. Give them, a,
1: give them a plug. What's the podcast called?
6: Oh, the in excess access all areas. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> <not us. laughs> no the other oh, one. The one in England. Oh my friend! Look oh, at them. He, <laughs> god, <all right. laughs> you, you guys have me um, brainwashed now. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my god! I could do. I'll definitely do a commercial for you. Um, no, his. Podcast is called Flip Radio, and he plays all. He's been doing it for a few years out of London, and he plays the best music. And he does. He'll dedicate one whole um, show. It's usually like an hour and a half show, and um, you know, you can just uh, you know do your comments, and he doesn't talk really unless you you know post something. He'll just play whatever you want to hear, but he'll dedicate to let's say three different bands or four di- or an era, you know, but it's basically 80s music he's into also. And mm. so once I learned that you were having a podcast from newbie I, I kind of knew what to expect, but I didn't realize that I would learn that much about a band. I thought I knew everything. Well, that's that fella down there. <laughs>
7: is that me
6: and so that's, you. that's the best that's the best part i think is learning new things meeting a lot of new people making friends that are into the same things that i am because most of the friends i have here in i'm in florida they don't listen to my music i call it they listen to their own music something hmm. different you know i listen so, to that
0: singer florida what's his name is it Florida? Florida?
6: Florida. Florida. Wow. Florida. <laughs> well, you know what? In excess, my joke about them is they do have a rap song, Mediate. Yeah. I consider that their rap song.
0: Correct. Yeah.
6: Right? Yeah. Other Correct. than that, you know,
0: yeah.
6: a lot of people, once they hear the music, so they tend to like it, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, who is that? So yeah. you're opening doors by just playing it. And singing it, you
0: know. Well, we did have someone chime in there who mentioned Flow Rider. Okay, now. I'm going to go on the limb here and suggest that everyone on this podcast, other than this young lady, is over 30 years old. Okay. Maybe the little chihuahua in the background isn't. Okay. But uh, we, when, we, when we're all pushing pushing daisies up, this lady's going to, there's no pressure on it, but she's going to have to uh, run this podcast. She's going to have to fly the so flag of this it over band. going to you
1: one day. I'll have to put it on oh, my no. Hand. She's going
0: to have to fly the flag of this band when we're all pushing daisies up. So we'll introduce you, uh, uh, Sharma, I think I'm pronouncing it wrong or right, but I'll let, no, you you're in, correct. I'll let you introduce yourself and everything and there's no pressure at all, okay?
8: Thanks, okay. all right, um, my name is um, Sharma Thrip, I am 16 years old, <laughs> believe it or not. No. Um, yeah. ah. <laughs> my dad is the NXS um Gift, whatever. I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it properly, Gift. but. Um, <laughs> boom, boom. <Hi-yo. laughs> um, um, And so he's the one that showed me in excess. Uh, essentially, I've always known about them. Like he would talk about Michael and all of that and how he was dead all the time, which kind of upset me a little bit yeah. but I wasn't like an avid listener of In Excess because I was listening to like modern music and then my dad was kind of like you know you should listen to this you know and so I came across In Excess and this t-shirt actually is one of the reasons why I um <laughs> I like In Excess um so I went through their catalogue listened to all of their stuff and it's hard to say because it's so good. Every single track you go through and you're like, oh my God, I love this so much. And it's just fantastic. Um, I don't understand why people, don't like music of this time, especially kids my age, they're absolutely ignorant. I mean, I, I am as, um, if you go through the Facebook page, um, I do post a few covers. Um, I love playing their music. Absolutely fun to play with. Um, I am a bassist. and a bassist, that's right. Yeah. I also play piano as well, which I'm going to be doing Mystify for my music assessment later on next oh, wow. term, I think. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> fabulous. As if I get a recording of it and if my school lets me um, <laughs> do stuff with it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one thing. I um, also am a huge Tim Ferriss fan. Oh my god, he is gorgeous. I love
0: him <laughs> so much. You're <laughs> in a bit of competition, babe? Huh? Oh
1: <laughs> I, we talk a lot, don't you worry. <laughs> Where has your
7: innocence gone. Do you just
1: know too much? Your your dad is from New Zealand or from Australia? Uh he's British actually.
9: Oh. Yeah,
8: he's okay. from um Luton, probably but he met grew him up then grew in
9: Brixton. <laughs> probably. probably did, yeah.
8: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's been living here
1: since he was about twelve, I wanna say. So yeah, around he, there. He, th- Aus- uh, he he first saw he he first saw them in England. In No, he saw them.
8: No, he saw them here in New Zealand oh. He's like 57, so he's like really old Really old <laughs> Oh no <laughs>
9: He's only one you year younger Tell Tim that <laughs> Tell Tim Oh no
1: <laughs> You're okay, you're cute, you can get away with it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> The laces have just fallen <laughs> off their
0: couches <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so um yeah and it's wonderful to have you um a, a voice from the youth there is so carrie Anne mm-hmm. is yes. uh, carrie-ann <laughs> and i met through the paula yates page actually because we are both fans of paula and um and we became friends pro- about two years ago carrie-ann and we did? then she came, became administration traitor on my Hutch Nation that I was trying to do all by myself and uh, she came and helped me with Joe Robbins and, um, and now you're helping with the In Excess Access All Areas page, aren't you, sweetie?
9: So I'm uh, Carrie-Anne and mm-hmm. uh, I'm uh, from Holland and uh, well, thank you for this uh, amazing uh, podcast uh, you're doing and uh, letting me be a part mm-hmm. of it. And um, I'm a, a huge fan of uh, In and um, Michael, of course. And I play their music every single day. And so, uh, my family thinks I'm crazy because I play the same songs every single day. But uh, the best part of it is uh, all the people I met uh, through this, uh, through every uh, community. I met a lot of them. The best one is Hutch uh, Nation, of course. <laughs> and uh, the first time I heard of In Excess is uh, through the song uh, Never Terrace Part, which is, of course, years and years ago. And uh, they actually came back to me in my life uh, about three years ago, and um, which was a hard time in my life. And In uh, Excess and Michael got me right through it. And, um, well, there... It, um, Oh, it's hard to talk about it, <laughs> but uh, they bring me joy. That's all I can say. And I made great friends and uh, I keep playing them.
0: Uh, one of the reasons we've got everyone together today is 29 years ago since uh, Wembley uh, in Excess uh, played live. And we do, and we are lucky enough to have a person on this call who was actually at the gig. Um, and she, is, she has had some trouble getting onto the call through Zoom, but we have got her via her mobile, via uh, Carrie-Anne there, and that's actually Kath. So Kath, just share with us your experience at Wembley.
7: Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe the problems I've had. Anyway, it's good to see you guys. And, uh, yeah, just to say that um, being at Wembley, 29 years ago, just gone, uh, was beyond amazing. And I I actually woke up that day. Life it woke me up. Life woke me up that day uh, to live a good life, basically. Things have happened to me since then, but um, that day meant the world to me. And uh, it, it's very, it's very difficult to describe into words unless you've actually been there. But it was, um, it was a, an amazing experience to be a part of, and I think. Um, and I think it's the one thing that through life that I've been truly a part of, um, as as, as a, you know being uh, members of in excess sites on the internet and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's an unbelievable day, um, so and that's, that's all I want to say really. And hope you guys all okay and stay safe. I can't.
0: What we'd like to sort of do, I guess continuing on a little bit, is I, I'm sure we have all either on VHS, either on DVD or through streaming or through the latest, uh, I guess, version of the concert. Um, look, anyone, question without notice, anyone, um, is there a particular moment in Wembley that stands out for you uh, in terms of that concert when you go back and watch it? That is your, your favourite moment. So um, anyone who wants to jump in first gets the floor. Lisa C.
6: I... I like how they're just so energetic. They thought they were going to make money, but it really didn't matter in the end. They made nothing. They made 5,000. I was watching a little <laughs> clip about Michael where he said, I'm making $5,000. And then at the end, they show other guys in the band. They're like, you know what? Who cares? We did this. We did eighty five. Was 85,000 people. And they were just so thrilled to do that, that, the money didn't matter. It was mm. about the music mm. and that which I found in the fans. I've seen a lot of big bands and a lot of small venues. And then again, when they got bigger in larger venues um, like a De- Depeche Mode, for instance, and they have a big following, but that one concert that NXS did, I've never seen fans just, I mean, they're mesmerized. Mm. They're just, I mean, their hand, it's like a, a, an ocean to see of fans, and you, when you realize that Michael could only see what ten feet, unless he had his contacts in mm. or his glasses on, so for this man to get up there, do this show, not even be able to see their faces until he, I guess he, you know, saw the video or whatever, and just have that much love for the bands and the music that's the most amazing thing. This, the music, everything, every song was great, you know, but just how they interacted.
0: There's not a lot of diversionary tricks back then, you know, in terms of big screens and things and strobe lighting and, you know, it really was the band and maybe a backdrop of a video screen at the side, but there wasn't the trappings that available now to big bands like that. What about yourself, Jim? What, What did you get out of the Wembley gig when you watch it all remember?
4: Um, look, I remember that time it was in year 12. So, um, you sort of got. I have those periods in In Excess where you go slightly yeah. off. Yeah. Just sort of one thing I probably didn't mention earlier was clearly having the mystified documentary and reading Tina's book has certainly, you know, been a big wave in this kind of In Excess space and having them now redo the, the 4k version of Wembley. But I'm, the couple of big, um, the standout song for me is The Stairs. Hmm. He, um, he really lifts in that moment. And I think the, the biggest thing I actually love from the entire concert, because I, I love the way he sings, is he's got such a unique voice that he sings in such a deep um, baritone and belting at the same time. And there's just no one out there that, can, that does
0: that. Did so, you see that little clip that B put up on the site regarding the, the vocal coach? Did you see that?
4: Yep, that was great, wasn't it? Amazing, and then yes. no one else has done it. And I actually contacted another vocal coach that I know. Ken, you might know Ken Taplin. I've You've heard of Ken. Tame, yes, he's done quite a few. And I said, "Do Michael, do Michael." So I'm going to contact him again. Oh,
1: brilliant! <laughs> he's he's <American>. Australian.
4: <laughs> no, he's American, and it all helps towards Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yes. So, um, <laughs> I mean, he's got to play these games, but um, his voice on that—the way he, the way firstly the band was. Mm. Which then allows Michael to project It was incredible, it was just perfect And if you, when you listen to um you know, because I've read um, If you ever re- listened to Tina's audio book or Even listened to Kirk talk about That concert in, in his, his Book when he wrote his stuff a few years ago There was some, it was magic mm. It's just magic to to. be able to, And I think you've said it before where they um. It was a big pub, right? It was the biggest mm-hmm. pub we ever played And that's what I love about the whole to me, it's like being proud Australian.
0: That's what what's I got from Lisa Rem, I think you were going to cut in and say something as well. I think Jim just got in before you. What did oh, you get out of the Wembley?
2: Oh, well, original sin when they were just all improvising with each other and, and just, you know, instrumentaling and uh, Michael laying on the floor doing his dance and Kurt <laughs> <curve> over <laughs> him. And uh, just, just as you say, you know, there, there wasn't all those trappings that yeah. they have now. Yeah, and they were totally mesmerizing, and and just the crowd, the heaving, seething crowd of humanity, yeah. and and just amazing the way that they were on fire together as a team. I yeah. thought yeah. it was as a, a visual playing as playing well together; they're just all it? equal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think the um the, the new okay. sensation bit. When I I played this to my colleague at work earlier, I was trying to tell her she's Scottish and she's twenty seven and. I'm trying to tell her when excess was and she's like, oh, I don't really know. Then I went through like about three, four songs. She goes, oh, yeah, I know that one. I know that one. And I showed her Wembley. But just that bit about a minute into New Sensation where the crowd are all like syncopated, jumping up. And now it's like a wave at yeah. an ocean, um, isn't it? Like, like all together. Mm, right? oh, it's, just like, it was, yeah. it's like a wave, a tsunami at an ocean. And um, that's, yeah, it's just like, wow, you can't choreograph that. That's just people no. feeling and acting, isn't it?
1: It's magic
0: yeah
1: yeah
0: um yeah can um what if, uh i guess in terms of sort of uh for Wembley for you uh pedro i mean i'm sure um you've got the album and you got all the versions of it what what connects you with the concert
3: of course i have all, all the versions <laughs> <laughs> i see them
0: behind <laughs> you there
3: <laughs> yes, uh, quite a few yes yeah. I, I still don't have the 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 blu-ray until. Uh-huh. Waiting on it. Okay. But I'm sure it will be here uh, <laughs> oh. in any minute now. Yeah. So regarding this concert, well, like, w- what can I say? I, 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 when I first saw it, I was amazed because I was like into an excess like one or two years ago, and it was the first time that I realized how bad it <laughs> was. So um, seeing the, the Wembley Stadium. Like sold out, the the crowd going nuts, all the people with the T-shirts. So that was it was amazing. It was like for for the first time, like everyone was into in excess when you when you watched it, that that uh, that concert. Uh, regarding the concert, it's perfect. I I can I can watch it from start to finish without skipping any track. Hmm. Anyway, I would like to to give a few. Of my of my favorite moments, like you were saying before, the the new yeah. sensation part. It's it's quite amazing because uh, yeah, you, you could feel like the ground was moving and and it was like up and down and up and down. It was crazy and, and the band was really into it, and so it's amazing. Uh, I still get chills when I when I see that <laughs> and, and it's and it's great. Then then Mist of course. You hear the whole stadium. Singing mystify, it's mm-hmm. also like a, a stunning moment, and uh, I I really really enjoy that that part as well. I could say the same for every song. I would like to, even though I would like to point out, mm-hmm. know the difference. I really like that song, and I and I really like the Wembley version. It's quite funky, and and I would like to point that out as well because probably it will be not the song that many of you will, will refer to it. And, yeah. I, and I really love it.
0: Blair, the other week, um, I think based on the concert, they play that live a bit, don't they, uh, B.
3: Yes,
1: and it's really good, really good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so it's
0: probably one of those deep tracks and stuff like that. But INXS always seemed to, when they play a concert series, they would probably put seven, eight songs off the new album and then fill it out with 16 to 19 other songs and things like that. Um, in the concert so that always that was the X Factor sort of tour where they were playing a few
3: sort of deep dives there No, I was, I I, I think it was interesting what you said regarding the a lot of distractions on their stages and I think even later on when other bands were doing that if you see a U2 concert you had full of diversion and the NXS was always like them playing Mm. on stage yeah, and it was enough. So that's that's something that stands up for me as a, as an NXS fan. Yeah. So you don't need the big screens. You don't need the distractions. You just have the, like this great band playing live. Okay. Lisa Urban, uh, Wembley for you.
5: Oh well, when I went to see it on the big screen uh, last December, uh, it that was just an amazing experience for me. Simply because I would never had seen them live, and that was like my live experience yeah. because it just felt so electric to me. Yeah. So the whole show in and of itself was just amazing. And,
0: and did you see and, that with you know like a, a gold class type closer setting, or was it a big setting? Was a bit of a crowd there, or or did it you was, and your friends? Or
5: I I went myself, but the theater was pretty. Cool it was pretty crowded um and it was it was in a it, it really big
8: big screen setting so
5: i mean it was larger than life i mean yep. it really did feel larger yes. than life and yeah it and i walked out of there really feeling like i had really seen them live i mean Fantastic. it was unbelievable it was it was amazing and then to to see that you know when they put back lately in there that was an amazing yeah. version it was wonderful it was mm. truly amazing because i had no idea what to expect from that song live because i'd never seen it live no. mm. so that was like wow that blew me away Ka- carrie-ann for you
0: never tear us apart live at wembley tell us a bit about mm-hmm. that for you
9: um, uh, I saw it on the big screen, of course, and um, it just feels like you are there. It's just so amazing, it, it sends something through my body that I can't even explain. I, maybe I can explain it to be, but uh, <laughs> 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 I've tried many times, and uh, mm-hmm. she's probably the only one uh, who understands, but it's just... It's I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did what? <laughs> I says
1: i'm sure i'm not the only one that understands i think there'll be a few yeah. people out there that understand
9: yeah and seeing it on the big screen it's just i i could go to the movies every single day to watch that it's, i think yeah. more than anything
1: it's that it just shows you that these are these are guys that had played a long time together and yes. they were a live band yes. yeah even though people heard all their charts and and kick and everything but mm-hmm. seeing them live I mean, when I, I was listening on the radio, when they were, when they played that Wembley concert and I was Mm -hmm. like, whoa, wow. His voice is superb. uh, I was just so envious. I just wanted to be there. And, and the bit that gets me, I know I'm going to take over now. Sorry. The bit (laughs) that gets me is that the fact that Tim was saying, they tried to make us so nervous by Mm -hmm. saying, you know, all day, you watched everything. It was all over the TV. It was all over the radio Mm -hmm. that going to be in excess week or day, um, in excess day. And, um, they were just alive with the energy when they got on that stage mm-hmm. like you say it was a pub gig but they were just wow this is it you know Queen was there before them they had had live aid bear before them and then
9: this was their moment mm-hmm. they were on there and it was well, they didn't uh, show any uh, nerves or anything it was just a band of brothers playing their their heart out it was just so amazing and Michael owning that stage it
0: just perfect.
9: Mm-hmm. But of yes. vintage champagne helped, I reckon.
0: Now I know the uh, the mm-hmm. rear the rear shot of John with his hand in the air and the drumsticks, and I'm not talking about the rear shot of his butt i I'm talking about the rear shot of his uh sitting on the drum kit, okay, and then putting his hands in the air, I think, and then the yeah. crowd realizing he was on stage. That one is a bit of a standout moment, I think, for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: can't shot indeed.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Someone mentioned, um, there was a standout moment from the um, Blu-ray when um, Tim runs to, to um, John. He meditate and they look up and Mediate. they're together and he's playing. Mediate. Percussion. Mediate. Mediate. saying meditate, on time Mediate. I meditate at the immediate. <laughs>
7: Mediate. <Lisa> Urban,
0: <laughs> yeah. Meditate. <laughs> Media, yeah You're insulting Lisa Urban
1: I am insulting I'm a bad girl (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing? He's looking at me now going Did I miss something or did I toss? I didn't
0: mean to That's your first first verbal error in 10 Podcast B, isn't it?
1: My first one, really (laughs) I, <laughs> I do one every episode, don't I? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Keeping oh, you on you, your toes. I, I told every I told everybody you were a great editor. <laughs> Now uh, Sharma, tell us. I mean, you know, Wembley was probably. Let me just work the calcs out here. Two thousand and four. thirteen years before you were alive. Okay. Okay. So, hey.
7: <laughs> you have
0: relied on hand me downs and maybe footage here and there and YouTubing. Mm-hmm. Have you? Can you remember your first moment where you got access to that concert mm-hmm. in some way? Oh God, I think it might have
8: been YouTube when the. Uh the restored versions got uploaded. So that would be like new sensation, the stairs around there, like those yep. those videos. Yep. Um, so I kind of went in and like uh, dug around for the the uh, really yes. bad quality videos that are uploaded on YouTube. <laughs> um, but I, I have Spotify premium so I can listen to the album on there. So I listened to all of the audio. I haven't had the opportunity to watch all of the videos in like a reoccurring scene. Yeah. Um, but I do love everything that I hear from it, like The Stairs in particular. I think everyone can agree here that The Stairs is an awesome song. Like, it's just the sure. top of everyone's <laughs> list. Yeah. Um, just the vocals, the uh, feeling, I think that is something that's never really talked about, is the feeling that you get from listening to the song. It's, like, really special. Um mm-hmm how you feel and it's just like a journey and that's what I feel the uh, Wembley concert was uh, also Tim can we, he, he looked amazing in that gig, they all looked amazing <laughs> as a 16 year old as eye candy
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it about Tim that you like so much I'd do you like think to- I'm going to go yeah. for a beer while you talk about this stuff <laughs> 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 don't um,
0: That's all right um, That's okay
8: um, Now she's going to tell us Come on
7: (laughs) Oh God
0: (laughs) So you like the outfits and you thought they presented well Yeah
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim in, t- in particular Okay, Tim okay. Will always be at the top of my list
0: Wow That's <laughs> because of the he religious will. top he was wearing Wasn't it? That's right, okay yeah. <laughs> so Very religious girl
8: <laughs> Nothing to do with tight the trousers, trousers. Shirt, Right? <laughs> trousers could be a thing Ah, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> there, was a, a, there was a conversation From earlier, oh my god Not even thinking about that right now, but (laughs) Tim is a good-looking man. Okay, (laughs) that's the reason why we. (laughs) His hair looked epic as well, and you know, just he plays that guitar like like no one else.
1: (laughs) Mm Oh. And he He will will. again. He will. Yes. Yes.
7: such yesterday, you can care all you want, everybody does, yeah, that's okay, yeah. So slide over and give me a moment, your moves are so raw, I've got to let you know, I've got to let you know.
0: But Yeah, I just thought, you know, just to personalise some things to each of your situations, maybe if you've got a favourite album, a song, a moment, something about the band, just something specific and maybe a little 30-second grab. Jim, I might start with you first, et cetera, there. You know, song, an album, a time, a concert or something, your favourite favorite, favorite in-excess experience, whatever particular to you.
4: Yeah, like I guess, um, thanks, Hayden. Um, I think I... It's all in, it changes. I mean, if I go back from when I first, you know, started really listening into Inexcess, it would have been Listen like thieves. And I, used to, who, I don't know if you guys ever listened to um, uh, it was American Top Forty. It was in Eastern um, Base play and Casey no, Casey. Casey Kasem, that's right. And yeah. I remember listening to will play on that. So it was that kind of again. That that was definitely a proud Australian moment. But I'm going to go in the most recent times like because I've sort of got back into excess probably the last really two, three years. And I've really loved that last, the last album that Michael did, "Elegantly uh, Wasted. And there's some great stuff. Like one of my absolute, my favourite favorite, in X, my favorite song is I'm Just a Man. Mm. Uh, and I'll talk about that in the future. And it's a very big one for me because it's, um, I'm actually setting up a, a charity based on that, um, on men, men, men's mental health. And one of my favourite performances that he does is um, is in Germany, and you can—I mean—you could can clearly see he was in pain, and I just resonate so much when he's performing that um, the boys, even though he had all that pain that he was going through,
0: um, it's, it's lyrically lyrically the most honest uh, track of what he's yeah. ever done. It's, it's a biography, you know.
4: Yeah, it's just, it's him. It's uh, it's we all have families. We're all part of a family. We have siblings and it's just this is who I am and it's uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. my favorite. Deep.
3: For me, uh, no surprise here it would be elegantly wasted. Uh, not my first album. I was into an excess for a few years now, but that uh, that album is really it really special to me. Um, I would I would like to pick a song on it, which has been probably my favorite song for 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 quite some time now, which is "We're thrown together," uh, which is cool. probably the longest track on the album but it's really great, it starts up really simple yeah. And then it just evolves into something different mm. it sounds like really, really, really love that song yeah. so I could go on and on about this No, that's great this, this album. it's a top three song on the
0: album for me as well I love it, yeah
3: Beautiful yeah. Mm. and, yeah. and I, I just never quite realized why it didn't uh, was successful because Elegantly Wasted did very well on the charts and got really good airplay on the radio. And then Everything Failed, which is, for me, it's another perfect pop song in the in the likes of uh, Mystify, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I think you mentioned this as well, Hayden, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Everything should be, should have been a, a hit yeah. as well. Yeah. So searching, it's also great. Yes. Uh, mm. oh,
1: yeah, Do you want to know my opinion on that? Yeah.
3: not <laughs> Yes, no. yes, yes, yes.
1: I think because of what happened and we lost Michael and that album was out and it hadn't been successful, but it, it could have been more successful once it was in Australia, uh, the tour was in Australia, but because of Michael's passing, then all the other albums were being played and they overtook that album and it that went under that's how I feel about that album
0: I think in addition to that what happens is that there's a certain time think of a bit like a sportsman or an athlete you have a window where the public are listening you have a window where you're in your prime not your own prime but the public's prime attention I mean look at the the Spice Girls they probably had a three year prime period now I'm not talking about their quality but in terms of attention span um, Smashing Pumpkins had a five-year period where between Siamese Dream and Melancholy and maybe one other, they were in their the public prime of attention. Very few bands have had the longevity to go longer. I mean, I think earlier um, uh, Lisa C mentioned uh, Depeche Mode. I mean, they're one of the bands that have retained a bit of a public interest over a long period of time. You two have been able to do that. They, yeah. had, they had the second album lift. And what I mean by the second album lift is that, you know, I don't like Green Day, but they had the debut album and they had American Idiot. They had that second mid career type of album lift where they had a second bite at the zeitgeist. And In uh, excess had Kick as the zeitgeist and X as a consolidator. They didn't get the, the second lift with Welcome. And it was worthy of a second bite of the international, you know, market sales, whatever there. And I think their record company let them down in that regard. Um, so it's not quality. It's, it's, it's probably quantity of sales. So if they had, have had the lift with welcome, they would have had a maintenance of sales and interest in a new generation of fans that would have taken up elegantly wasted, but they just didn't get the back end support and they didn't tour as much and a few different things like that, which doesn't at all take away from the quality of the album. Cause quality of music is different to criti- uh, critical claim and, Person quality music is different to quantity sales. Just look at Nickelback. Yeah.
1: that's Please that. stop him before he goes into a rant. Someone please Well maybe maybe that
0: <laughs> will Okay, the rant is what <laughs> it is. Okay. No, 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 no. Perhaps all he right. should.
4: That's <laughs> a really good point you brought up, Hayden, I didn't realize like it's <laughs> to me because in in the you know, in this in one one of the reasons, second reason I call it or, or the third reason, it's like you just that's something that in excess for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they had this prime time where they were the number one band in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and they made it clear with that set and that kick in X and maybe previous to that listen like Thieves sound. So you're right, that's a really good point you made. Public Primetime, written it down, thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Um, Lisa, Lisa Mac, tell us a bit about your favourite, maybe a little 30-second grab, maybe your favourite oh. In Excess experience, moment, band, a song, album, whatever. Oh,
7: so
2: many. Oh. Just pick one. Uh, favourite song is New Sensation. <laughs> New Sensation.
7: Yep.
2: And um, favourite moment was uh, the X-Tour. In 1990, where I was uh, fortunate enough to go to an after-party and meet
1: Michael and the band. Oh, wow. We need to know more about this. (laughs) We need to know more.
0: (laughs) That's for our (laughs) triple R version, the episode B. This
2: is just a nice soft version. Um, What was he wearing? Before, you know, Facebook. What was he wearing? Bloody Nothing in my
7: mind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Two a.m. in the morning, the whole band, except Michael, was standing on the dance floor having a good old chat. And I ran ran up. I tried not to run up. I walked up to them, and you're my favourite all-time band. I was completely gobsmacked. And this is before we had the you know Facebook. I didn't pull out a camera or anything like that or say, give me your autograph. I just said, I love you, I love you, I love you. I had a great conversation. They were talking to me, like, they were saying to me, oh, do you know that we've actually got our own private jet? Can you believe it? And they were like these excited boys just wow. sharing that, well, is this Humble. the greatest thing? They weren't yeah. showing off. They were. <laughs> They're like, oh, you like you're drinking champagne. That's great. Oh, we have some French champagne. <laughs> but they weren't boasting. They were sharing yeah. like a story. Sharing, yeah. And then I went up to the I said, where's Michael? They said, oh, he's just up at the bar. And I could not believe it. He was la- not laying bed. He was lounging <laughs> on the bar and I, I tried to contain myself. I did. And I had some kind of conversation, but he had to lean in to hear me And his stubble. Oh my god. That's amazing. It got
0: hot in this room (laughs) all of a sudden. Oh my god.
2: I don't remember a lot of the conversation because I was in Spain.
6: Lisa Calloway needs a shower. (laughs) I remember what he said. I feel like. Can I put but, my fingers through your hair? I mean, oh, oh, I just like, oh, Lordy. But I was
9: <laughs> <hiding laughs> tell him uh, how much <laughs> <how> music. <much, laughs> Would you like music
1: Hayden? double okay. against your cheek. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Oops>. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I don't know how we top uh, that. Um, uh,
2: and, and, <laughs> and that was a actually, bit of hotness. He actually, I'm getting rather brother. And he actually said to me, Thank you, thank you for telling me that. I said it meant like his music, their music meant so much to me.
7: Oh, yeah. so there you I go. Was...
2: And then he slid it off. He sl- right. I actually sent him away. There was a beautiful blonde. I don't know. I think it was Kylie. He slid it off. I went. I'll sit- you better go back to her, whoever she is. I send him away.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay, Lisa, oh, li- wow. li- li- Lisa, Lisa, uh, Urban. Okay, give us your. Um... Favorite in see song experience moment or whatever?
5: Oh, I certainly can't top Lisa McIntosh, <laughs> so I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. Um,
5: <laughs> oh, God. I have uh, way too many favorite songs. <laughs> to go, but probably uh, We Are Thrown Together is probably one of my favorite songs um, because it actually brings out, um, it acts as a muse um, for me. Uh, brings out my creative side. So it's probably mm. the reason why it's one of my favorite songs. It wow. just kind of, you know, yeah, it, it really, truly does. It, it it I don't know why, but it does. I Maybe because I I, I hear it and it, I think to myself, there's a story in there somewhere. I'm a writer. Yeah. So I think Fantastic. there's a story in there. Yeah. So that, that's probably my, one of my favorite songs. And I guess an experience for me is, um, last time on Halloween I went to go see the Mystify documentary at a film festival and um, I ended up having to uh, drive in a freak snowstorm on Halloween would you believe it wow. <laughs> like what is it a foot of snow dropped so yeah <laughs> so rain or, rain or snow I went there. Uh, Normally spe- it never comes speaking
0: what? speaking of cold conditions, I think Lisa Calloway, you've just come back from the bathroom with a wet towel to sponge yourself down. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> After the Lisa McIntosh story. Yeah. Lisa Calloway, take, <laughs> have you recovered? You can take a, your story up a notch now? Or?
6: Definitely, yes. Okay. Um, I, my, I have a lot of favourite songs. One that really touches my heart, and I know you don't really like it that much, Hayden, is Soul Mistake. I could listen to that song every single day. Wow. Also, Mystify. Um, there's a couple songs. I can listen to those every single day and you know, not get tired of any of the music, but those two, it's like I want to. My heart wants to. But my very favorite song that I would put on, if anybody asked me what, what could you hear before you go to heaven? Would be don't change. Uh-huh. That and watching that video, if I could watch that video, makes me so happy. Yeah. Even if I'm having a bad day or just because of this COVID, mm-hmm. this, this, these kind of things are what's getting me through this. A lot of people are just losing it. Yeah. If I didn't have music, music is I have a soundtrack to my life. Yeah. I'm an 80s girl, yeah. you know, I, I got to meet all these cool bands starting in 78. I was hitchhiking to Hollywood and seeing wow. all of the bands that I love. And NXX, I luckily did get to see, didn't get did get to meet them, but I got to see them very close, up, up close, you know. Um, so I just I, it's been a very, very joyful experience. All the different albums. I always have favorites on, you know, different ones. But Don't Change, that song is just like amazing. The energy, the, the, the fun that they look like they're having. I always want to remember Michael having fun and yes. when he was doing his best. Elegantly Wasted, mm-hmm. I do love that, but sometimes it makes me sad when I see the videos because I think about what's, what's to come. Mm. Like I'll wonder what month that video would be. And I don't want to yeah. be in that mindset. I want to think yeah. the happy times. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah but, since I, so that's why yeah uh, Excellent. S- since I mentioned about soul mistake on the Shabu Shabu episode, I'm now celebrating two weeks in witness protection. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there was a who wanted to take me out. I think B wasn't there. Um, but
7: uh, so it's now in the Spotify playlist.
0: Uh, no, it's not. No. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> but um, uh, no, that's great. Uh, Sharma, give us a, a song for you. I mean, you're 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 in a way quite lucky. You've you've sort of got this cookie jar of about 11, 12 albums and live stuff and compilations, where you can go back and do this sort of historical, retrospective deep dive. What what rings true to your ears? What, say, your top two or three songs that you really like?
8: Oh, so recently um, I'd say Questions, even though it's really, really short. Um, as a Pink Floyd fan, I really appreciate um, Instrumentals. Yep. And coming from, like, a Pink Floyd background, that's, like, 23 minutes long. Questions is, is very similar to that, and I really, really like that song. <coughs> I wish it was longer. It's that's... way too short. <laughs> yeah Um, also another song would be mediate that song is epic i love the um just how poetic it is and the video is um also something that my dad and i really love because of just how simple flipping cards are you know like Mm. it's really effective Mm. oh there's another song i think the stairs the stairs Mm. is also another one everyone yeah. loves the stairs i don't know i try to claim that song as my own but i can't it's almost impossible <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
7: um
8: but album wise i'd say Shibuya. Shibu. that's like my favorite album um i yep. don't know why it's it's probably the best album <laughs> i mean anyway. the swing is quite close i yeah i think personally that um Shibu Shibu is my like Best album.
1: I don't know. You can disagree if you want to. But no, no, yeah. no. We we all have our own opinions on
7: yeah.
0: Just some ideas. We thought that you guys being sort of, uh, we might coin the word, VIP uh, podcast fans. A uh, of triple A's. Triple A's. A's you say? Triple A's. Oh, thank, you.
7: thank we,
0: you. I've got a list of about 9,000 topics that relate to the next 48 years of my life and B's. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a relentless pursuit. It holds no prisoners and uh, the oh. rant shall go on, even post the induction of all Hall of Fame, I'm sure. But Uh, it'll be the injustice of why it wasn't in the Hall of Fame. That'll be the part two of the rant. Uh, Part of me estimates probably what I think putting the podcast together was designed to put some stuff out there that people don't know about or celebrate the stuff people do know a bit about um, and put something together that's quite fun as well. We put a few segments and topics in and a structure and have something that even if you weren't the biggest fan, you might become a big fan, you know? So spreading the love around and getting more people to actually, oh, wow, that's actually quite good. Like even I've had a few people say I hadn't listened to Shubu Shabah for ten years. I went back and listened to it, and I did. And suddenly, Golden Playpen was a song that I sort of was a, a, a hum about, but now I really like. And music has that connotation where you can play something yeah. years later and suddenly love it more or like it again. The Stairs has come up today in conversation. That was a song I liked at the time, but The Stairs hit me fifteen years later. I don't know if it was something in my life and the lyrics meant more or whatever. But that mm-hmm. song went to number one on the album for me when it was about fourth. Mm-hmm for 15 years but something hit me years later and with the podcast itself I'm sort of estimating ideas and things that we've got and we've got a big vast list but egos aside what you know are there some Mm -hmm. things you would like us to sort of draw upon on the topic section and etc for the episode
6: I personally like when you pointed out about the drums because when Mm -hmm. I look at the band initially I focus on Michael of course I'm sure a lot of people do yeah. Um, but like my she yeah. focuses yeah. on Tim You are. That's interesting to me And I like that because I don't have to share Michael with everybody now <laughs> But I like <laughs> the fact that you Pointed that out, so when I watched The videos the, the next day That I did, you know, pull up my, my everyday videos I focused on That person, that other bandmate Rather than just Michael Which opened up a new uh, Light for me really i mean the same songs yeah but i was focusing on listening just to the drums mm-hmm. and how great of a drummer that mm-hmm. he was amazing. i mean or is still you know it's just amazing and playing the keyboards when you look at don't change he's playing the keyboards up uh, up top yeah. they're hanging down i just watched something er- the other day they were doing an uh, like an inner not an interview but you know something kind of like a podcast, I guess. And they were saying, we've never seen that, Been yeah. done, especially that way back when. And so things like that are interesting to me because it makes you look at the videos. You can rewatch, um, all of your old favorites or the, you know, the later ones and just enjoy them in a different way.
0: Well, yeah. there's, there's six contributors to the band and why, right. why I thought, you know, the band, unfortunately, and I say this respectfully, didn't have a second superstar on, in terms of the public eyes. So when Bon right. Scott died in, in um, ACDC, the second star was Angus, the showman, yes. you know, yeah. et cetera there. When you've got Mick Jagger, well, the second superstar's Keith. Yeah. Bono, you got mm-hmm. the edge. You know, you had the second banana. And because yeah. the band, and I don't think it was the band's fault, it was probably just Michael's, you know, rock star dominance, And not directly or arrogantly, Mm -hmm. what happened was unfortunately when the centerpiece went, they didn't have that second well-known signature. And unfortunately, Andrew being a little bit on the shyer side was the guy hiding up the back playing keyboards, Brian Wilson style from the Beach Boys. He wasn't comfortable with the limelight. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have that pivot point. Like even with Queen losing Freddie Mercury, you know, everyone knows Brian May. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they had the second guy and part of the podcast was to sort of, I I guess, you know, for all the doubters out there and go, well, Inexcessible were a one-man band. Well, no, they weren't. They were the sum of their parts. And John threw the songwriting montage that was the thing I think B was quite sort of, I guess, not moved, but quite sort of, oh, my God, I didn't realise that was all John's songwriting that put those songs together with Michael's lyrics. Right. Mm -hmm. There are contributions Mm -hmm. there. And when you listen to keyboards Mm -hmm. or I think Gary's a very underrated bassist. I mean, some of the... Early Enough. stuff off the swing and yeah Bar, That Gary sort of bass part will be a really interesting episode. Maybe not the songwriting side because he didn't contribute a lot, but we'll put together a montage of some great Gary bass lines.
6: Bass lines, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but to- when they did that show yeah. and they p- tried to pick a new lead singer, yeah, you can't put in a new lead singer. You need exactly. to uh, work from within. You need to up- upgrade from right. within your band. And I think Kirk,
5: exactly just he was, like once, they did in Genesis.
6: Yeah, they, Kirk had done a tribute. I can't remember what the song was um, to Michael and his voice, he, he's singing along God, the whole journey. That's yeah, that's and that's it was so beautiful and yeah. I thought why didn't they go on with him as a singer now? It's still mm-hmm. the band. Michael didn't play an instrument. And his voice was his instrument. So I was wondering why they chose to find somebody new rather than just Hiring from within is what we call it. You know? That will be a question I reckon we will well, be Well, it's, it's,
0: it's an interesting aside. Um, some people on here might know of a band called Groover Martyr, um, yep. which is a British band. And they one of their famous songs was, see you, baby, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, or whatever, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, B likes that song. <laughs> but that same band had had other hits, uh, like a song called At The River and, um, a whole variety of things and they're very much a dancey sort of rock act, but they got other singers out singing mm-hmm. certain guest track type things. And I always felt like in hindsight, mm-hmm. INX had such a great engine room that they could have probably turned around and said, okay, well, we'll just get different vocalists coming in, a bit like Gorillas, or, you know, having sort of a yeah. montage of different people. But because they had such an, a variety of sound, they could have probably not been hoodwinked with one singer and trying to sell the world on a one singer replacement but said yeah. we've got the engine room of great melodies and music. We can, we can say, listen, you know, Brandon flowers from the killers. You could sing on this song, like, or, you know, you could record an album, get guest singer singing fresh material rather than re-recorded material. But look at the end of the day, unfortunately for AC, well, for in excess, they were sort of three quarters of the way through their career whereas ACDC were about a quarter of the way through their career when they replaced their singer. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because the media were already into the band negatively. So when they were trying to replace a singer right. after a negative platform, they really had no chance. Having mm-hmm. said that though, Switch did sell a million albums and it did uh, go top 20 in America and they got top, you know, yeah. pretty Vegas went 37 on the charts. But at that era, six months later, they went to digital downloads. And if I had gone digital downloads as a measurement on the U S charts, it would have been number five.
7: Oh
1: wow. So yeah. the song went gold love- in America
0: but on digital downloads, they only went to that in 2006. And Pretty Vegas came out in October 2005. Stop yeah. it. You're
1: turning me on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you
7: know what?
0: No, saying, Sorry,
4: there, Jim. Keep going, there, yeah? there, would no, there would be no action move. What's
1: that?
3: <laughs> there oh, would yeah, be yeah. no
4: action move. Because Toby and Gary met because of the maybe Australian bond, right? No yeah. doubt. I have no doubt in my mind. I don't know them personally, other than being on Facebook, whatever, but... They both were on that show and then they have that connection. They were on the show together. Well, the, separate seasons, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes. So, but
4: that's what I mean. One leads to the other. You don't realize. Well, that they're both another.
0: in LA yeah. too. They're both in LA. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And
4: Australian it's, and yeah, yeah. come on, let's play together because yeah. Kieran, right? Kieran Gribbon. Yeah. When I was, a couple of times that I've gone in LA and done the rock camps, Kieran was playing one of the keyboarders that was with, with Gary, right? And Kieran, doesn't have that maybe that same. Not no offense to the guy, right? Different kind of person. Hmm. So here they are, these two Aussies that are jelling together. It wouldn't have happened without Rockstar in Excess. Yeah. So there are other yeah. things that are, that have been, and now we see more of Gary, which we all love, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, regarding- like
1: even though you say like Kirk would be a good singer, he isn't really a front person, is it? No. Oh. No, and yeah, and, yeah. and Tim on, isn't a singer. <laughs> the and he, sing. he had the microphone, but it was always turned off.
0: A B. Uh, was Buddy Holly yeah. a good front man? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter, I'm not talking era. about with glasses what are you or talking anything about.
4: about. <laughs> I agree in regards to that you gotta go deep within, right? And they probably would have worked fabulous as an acoustic form. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, where they're kind of um, but because of Michael's presence, what they developed as a brand of excess was this. Was sex. You know, G, but G, oh, God, Morrison, funny. Jim <laughs> Morrison of the 80s, right? A Jim Morrison type thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the title of Kirk, it's a, Kirk would have copied it. Hang on, now I'm being compared to, whereas when JD Fortune was there, it was no Michael. Clearly, no, no one could be Michael. We all know that. Right. But it brought something to it that was like that kind of energy.
3: But uh, regarding Rock I yeah. think rockstar in excess is is quite an interesting subject because you can look at it with different views because in 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 the way of how they they search for the lead singer and put it on TV, it's going to lose any credibility they they already had.
7: Mm-hmm. Yet
3: it was the only way of them to make a comeback at least in the United States. Uh, at that point because a lot of people were watching the show and uh, and switch uh, even got to number 17 if I'm yeah, not yeah, mistaken yeah, yeah. and it was their highest entry since welcome that was 16 if yeah. I'm not yeah, yeah, uh, that, wrong so that was it worked. quite a big deal it worked within and,
0: it didn't work to the stratosphere but it worked as a rebrand and I, um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on an episode, but I actually went to Rockstar in excess.
4: Really? I think I read that somewhere. I want to yeah. hear all about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I... Actually, actually, learn. No, no, we don't. Yeah.
0: No, no, <laughs> oh, no, I'm no. joking. I'm no.
1: joking. <laughs> But I was just
0: But to- all I'll say is one thing because I know you're going to cut me off, right? But I'll cut you off on the cutoff. Um, <laughs> 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 what What I'll say is that I'll save it for another episode to talk about yes. it. But I, I did a <laughs> <I> really okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be
7: interesting. <laughs> thing I've said. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I, I, I did go along, and all I can say is in America at the time that the ratings over there were great. The acknowledgement amongst critics over there was very good, and as a spectacle as a show. Any show that could play Radiohead, Pink Floyd, um, you know, The uh, the Killers, whatever mainstream. type of songs on mainstream TV at the time and get Dave Navarro as a co-host is pretty sort of cutting edge with Jane's Addiction. As a spectacle, some of the – like when they went and played Us and Dave Navarro got up there and and the whole group was singing and they were singing the version of the song Us from Switch, it was a real spine-tingling moment for me because I'm like, wow, like this is – This is um, great TV and great music and um, done in a great way, you know. Um, And I think you're right, Pedro. It was probably the way that without that, they wouldn't have, I mean, effectively, you know, I said Pretty Vegas was a top five hit, you know, in terms of digital downloads. That's that's the only way you measure it now. Back then it was physical sales, like going to the store and buy a CD single. Back then downloads were starting and they did Mm 500,000 copies of that song. Plus, there's a goal. It's gone gold as a single. So nowadays, if you get 50,000 downloads of a single, you know, sometimes you're doing well. But um,
3: Yeah.
6: So
0: Wow what a what a fun experience be that sort mm. of uh, went off with a few technological <laughs> well a little technological blips which was great um, yeah. yeah it gives us encouragement to keep doing it again doesn't it
1: yeah yeah that was really good I really enjoyed that that was really good fun could have talked for a lot longer <laughs>
0: <laughs> well for those who were listening in we actually could see the faces of our guests which really mm. made the communication um, uh, better and uh, hopefully, this you know we didn't feel many delays. Hopefully, you don't hear it from our, our record that goes out. But uh, I just want to go out and thank everybody. Um, you know, we had, as you may have heard, some people who are stayed up till two thirty, three in the morning yeah. to get on the the Zoom call. Uh, mm. and we had some people give up their lunch breaks and shifts at work and it's always difficult to uh, amalgamate a convenient time but um, uh, it was awesome and it's something that um, we know, you know, if you didn't get selected this time, it, there was no rhyme or reason um, but, you know, we, we want to share this experience out furtherly in future episodes, maybe in another month's time, be.
1: Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? Also, once yeah. you mention about the petition that I've actually put the, um, the the link to go to the petition to sign for Lisa Urban's um, petition, please yep. go to it and sign. We've um, already got another 300 signatures for her in the last two weeks, which has been brilliant.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's going great guns, isn't it? Since we're sort of um, uniting mm. our platforms behind that, mm. um, it's something mm. we believe in and something she was doing, so it made sense to amalgamate our mission uh, to get 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 it going
1: i'm not sure about amalgamating with um kiss at this point
0: (laughs) (laughs) well look you know they got in from somehow so maybe jim's got something up his sleeve that he can help us with but um yeah um, just a couple of things uh in future episodes over the next couple of weeks we will uh, we're going to be doing a a a band member deep dive uh next week as our sort of major topic and i won't give too many hints away but all I'll say is the word saxophone uh, and leave it to uh, the guest to know who we're going to talk a little bit in detail about next week Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, he was born in Melbourne as well, a fellow Melbourneian. But um, uh, also, too, uh, thanks for all the listeners who have been patient this week. Um, putting this podcast um, together uh, has been a little bit difficult. Uh, I know, B, you've been a little bit off colour this week. And mm. uh, I know with work and commitments and things, it may make a, a better fit for us to get this thing out on a Sunday going forward, um, mm. just so we can not compromise on the quality and the content. Um, but, you know, well done to you, B, for soldiering on. I'm a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, going forward, you know, we, it might be one or two more sleeps before, uh, I guess, what we're used to getting out on a Friday, but it's just going to make a little bit of sense for us just to get the you know, the production down and just get all the content we want to get in. So um, it can be maybe your listening experience on a, on a Sunday in the time zone you're at. Uh, but, again, we mm. thank you for waiting two extra days this week uh, for it. Um, and... Well, look, as I said, we're going to make these episodes a little bit unique, uh, a little bit self-contained, so there's no real cover song going out for the week, but we might just put on uh, a a song that we love, a song that sort of unites us, and uh, a song that um, probably relates to this particular episode, and it's um, a little bit of a deep track, it's called Faith in Each Other by John Farris, uh, and has that lyrical refrain from Michael saying, Let the people speak.
1: Mm, that's nice. Goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from B. Bye everyone.